What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in Thursday episode. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here. Tons to go through. CFL games coming up. OUA playoffs coming up, which we are absolutely going to touch on. Some new sports stuff. Top 10 is coming out. Covers, fantasy. We got a big one today. We got a big one today. Absolutely. But before we start that, let's talk about some great beer opportunities that you guys could potentially have in November. It's extended again. CFP is still partnered with Sawdust Brewing Company. They offer brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at Sawdust City Beer to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This November, use code CFL again for free shipping on your first order over $100. While we we're on the subject of sponsorships, Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology, visit their website at fox40shop.com for gear, coaching boards, the electronic whistle, the tri-layer whistle mask, and tons of and tons more great products. While you're there, you can use code CFP15 at checkout to get 15% off. Again, that is CFP15 at fox40shop.com. Man, where do you want to start? Do we start with Bagleton? Because we, we missed it. As we were jumping off. So, I mean, like, I feel like we kind of have to start there. Yeah, we'll start with Reggie Bagleton. He was returning to the Calgary Stampeders. I honestly think that when the Packers had all their issues with the COVID outbreak and he still didn't dress, it was kind of like, okay, I can go play some football. Uh, so he's coming back to Calgary, and that team does not need any more help right now. They're on a huge hot streak. Coming off a win over Ottawa, and they got a bye week this week. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a little bit too quick of a turnaround, but do you think they can get him in after the bye week? He's already relatively comfortable with the offense. Dave Dickinson's still there. His quarterback's still the same. I mean, it's not as big as moving across leagues or moving across even a, a different team in the league. Um, obviously, this makes Calgary better right away. It's just how much better and how soon. Uh, honestly, I could see him playing and then like just getting like small work in for the first week. But uh, they got a bye week. Come off the bye week, work him in through the week. Get him, yeah. like you said, two, three targets and see what happens. But I mean, they still have Marquise Ambles, Kamar Jordan, Colton Hunchak, and cast around there too that are going to eat some targets so uh, another stampeder on the move this time is jonathan zamora the rookie center from saint effects has been claimed off the practice squad by the toronto argos hey i mean they're already rolling a ton of canadian offensive linemen right now so why not go get a good center who might not be playing in calgary right now maybe the calgary just has too many maybe calgary just has too much depth at center where Toronto, something might have happened, and they have a lot of Canadian spots on the offensive line right now anyway. So. Well, it also provides Peter Nicastro with help too, right? If he gets hurt, you don't have to go to an American and change up your lineup. You're still going to a center, a Canadian center. And if you want to double down on rookies, you can double down on rookies apparently. Um, can we talk about how good Peter Nicastro has been this year so far? Like I, None of us had him going this high in the draft, but Toronto just knew and he started every game for them. Obviously, that's why they went out and got him that high. But, like, it's been awesome. Rookie of the yeah, Year we is a center. Wrong, Rookie like, of the yeah, Year is a absolutely. center. Absolutely. Uh, this is one of those cases where we're happy to be wrong. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop cutting you off. No, no, no. That's okay. We're, uh, we're still talking about the big men. Uh, but now uh, let's talk about the Big Ten. The top ten. The Smooth. Smooth. Came out on Tuesday, as per usual. Uh, which is always lovely because we record and then we have to sit there and watch it come out the next day. 
Um, but the top 10, I, I said it on Tuesday that I wanted to see Western number one. Uh, didn't happen. But instead, we got Montreal another week. So it goes Montreal, Western, Queens, Sask, Laval, X, Guelph, Calgary, Waterloo, and then the McMaster Marauders. Huh? The team that missed the playoffs, McMaster Marauders. Because right now we've got playoff team, playoff team, playoff team, playoff team, playoffs, 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 and Mac. Yeah. That one was a little strange to me, a little bit head scratching. I mean, I don't think you could put a team that doesn't cut the, the playoffs on there. I'm not saying like Mac was a bad team or anything, but they just weren't, they were not a top 10 team, especially not making the playoffs. I just, I was a little bit surprised to see that as well. Um, Laurier, like. Oh, well, here's, here's another thing. So I tweeted out my top 10 or what I thought should be yeah. the top 10. Uh, I liked I, it. I actually agreed with it. I had Laurier above Waterloo. And I had a bunch of people, oh, well, you know, we kind of did beat Laurier twice this year. Yep. And you beat Water or and you beat Windsor. And then you got beat by Guelph. You got pounded by Mac and you got pounded by Western. Your dominance over Laurier in hard air quotes came at the turn of the fourth quarter. When your season was on the line, Trey Ford just happened to step up and deliver a 25-point quarter. Outside of that, it was an 11-9 game. 11-8, maybe. Sorry. There was no true dominance. It was one quarter of Trey Ford being Trey Ford. I still like the fact that Laurier beat Mac, the team that crushed you, and then they played Western closer than anybody other than Guelph did all year long. Their defense is for real. Connor Carousello was injured for the first game against you. So we don't know what that first game would have looked like if he was healthy. But we do know that they have a defense that travels very well. And your offense has shown a quarter, really, of dominance. Yeah, I don't want to sound like we're trying to like defend Laurier too much on this one. I, or that we're picking one side or the other on this one, but you're right. I mean, like Waterloo has kind of been flat. They haven't been the team that we've expected them to be. I mean, coach Burt said that himself on Twitter. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, maybe it's because they have been figured out. Maybe it's just because of the weird year, but yeah, I mean, those games against Laurier were a lot closer than the box score indicated, especially this most recent one. Yeah. It was what a 30, 38 to six win by Waterloo, but it came in the fourth quarter, and that's the thing that we said about Laurier going into that one is that they are going to defensively clamp down on Waterloo. We know this, and we saw it against Western. It's just a matter of whether or not they're going to be able to do it in the fourth quarter. Hey, what happened? Trey Ford was Trey Ford in the fourth quarter, but as a football team, as a playoff football team, you need him and your team to be consistent for four quarters. And we'll see again this week. Like they play Westerns. They played them, what, two weeks ago? We'll see. If, if this is the, really the team that deserves to be higher in the top 10 or in my top 10, um, then then prove it this week. Don't get steamrolled by Keon Edwards again. Can I just say, though, now that we're on the subject of the top 10, how much I absolutely love seeing X at six. 
Yeah. Come on. I love that. They're going to be Let's up there. Go. They're going to, I we mean, we said seven or eight on, on the Tuesday show. Yes. And saying they give us a six and we were so happy. I, I like, I like them at six there. Uh, I, I didn't want to, I don't want to push them too much higher, uh, especially with playoffs in some conferences starting up. Uh, I know but you got to give them credit for being, for being, yeah, I know this is like one more, that. one more week in the AUS before they get to their postseason, but, uh, Another team I'm happy about, the Calgary Dinos. And yes, they have a 400 winning percentage. They are two and three on the year, but they were on it last week. They came out and crushed UBC. Did you think they were going to get taken off the list? No. I, well, not us, no. No. Absolutely like, not. This team is still a top 10 team. They do need to either beat Sask, or get some help to make the playoffs this week because they are currently holding on to that fourth seed by the skin of their teeth. But this team is not one to mess with because, yeah, they have three losses. Two of them were in the final drive of the game. Okay, that's a one, one possession loss. And how many times that goes back to back does not happen very often. And when this team gets on the field, they can – compete and beat any team possible because of who they have at receiver, who they have at quarterback and they have certain playmakers that can flip a game. If you would like any more proof of that, please go reference the video that we dropped on Wednesday afternoon, both Phil pots going off plus their stat line. Um, yeah, that team is damaging and dangerous and I'm not ready to give up on a Wayne Harris led Calgary Dinos football team. I'm just not. There are certain coaches around you sports that you just cannot give up on like there's a reason that laval has not dropped out of the top what five all year despite having multiple losses it's because they have glenn constantine and you don't count him out same no. thing for the dinos let's talk about the games though this week because we've got playoffs in two conferences we've got two other conferences figuring their stuff out out east it's pretty simple Santa Fex, Acadia, will X finish undefeated? I say heck yeah. They are cruising right now. X is the number six team in the country, as Connor had mentioned. And Acadia really struggling with the loss of all their big players from 2019. Yeah, coming off another loss just a week ago. Uh, I expect more of the same here against X. Uh, let's, I expect more of the same here. I'm, I expect more of the same here against X. Let's move a province over. Let's go to the Quebec Conference. Laval playing Concordia is going to be an interesting one to watch. Sherbrooke playing Montreal is going to be an interesting one to watch. And the Laval one's interesting because we saw their defense get boxed against Montreal two weeks ago. But now you bring in Olivier Waugh, who is, I'm going to say, the heck Crichton favorite at this moment. He has played some of the best football in this country. And the quarterback position has had nobody compare statistically coast to coast now he gets to play at laval with a chance to upset the rouge or in what we thought would be their warpath season can they start it off here and contain one of the most electric quarterbacks man this guy is putting together this guy is putting together a season like we haven't seen in a long time we wanted a concordia hit creighton winner uh we just didn't think it would be olivier wah but Sherbrooke, Montreal, I, I'm I'm looking at this one because Montreal just barely snuck away from a McGill 
Montreal just barely snuck away from a McGill team that played them very well defensively. Um, Sherbrooke, I don't know if they're as good defensively as McGill might be, but they've snuck up and beat some teams this year as well. So I'm looking to see what kind of bounce back game Montreal is going to have this week after coming off a narrow win over a team that you just beat by over 20 points. And let's not forget that Sherbrooke did take down Montreal in week one in that weird COVID filled game. But the Caribbean are back fully loaded. We think we hope for this week uh, <laughs> on the West coast though, before we get to the final OUA playoffs, like, cause that's the biggest one this week. There's four games there. We've got playoff implications on the line, Regina, Manitoba. If Regina wins, they could possibly squeak in, but standing in their way are the Bisons who have dropped, I think, two straight games, one being two, the Saskatchewan Huskies last week. But for Regina, at one and four, win, and you might be in. If you're Manitoba, lots of things could go wrong for you. If UBC and Calgary both win and you lose, you might be on the hot seat in a three-way tie. So... After starting out hot, there could be some way somehow that you missed the playoffs. But the game everyone's looking at, the game that Wouldn't matters like. the most, Saskatchewan-Calgary. Obviously, this is the game to watch of the week in U Sports. Playoffs on the line. The OUA we're going to get to because they're already in playoffs, so we can't really count any of those. But Sask-Calgary, man, this is it. Whose prediction's coming right? <laughs> it's pretty much what it's coming down to. Well, as of right now, Calgary could miss the playoffs if they lose. So I don't know what's going to happen. Meanwhile, Sask already has Griffith Stadium locked in for the rest of the playoffs. This could be a preview. I mean, they could literally play each other, fly home, and then turn around and go back and do it again a week later. Uh, I'm excited to see this game because it's going to be no holds bar from Calgary. And I don't, I don't think Sassy's going to roll over, but do they show their complete hand knowing that they might have to see the Dinos for the third time this season just a week away? Yeah, I was going to say I, I was going to say on Sass that I don't think they're going to, like you said, I don't think they're going to roll over either because Sask and Calgary, we know that these teams don't like each other, especially around playoff time. Like this time last year for Saskatchewan, there is still a bitter taste in your mouth about the way that 2019 finished, I should say. And I think I don't think Sask can or will show their entire hand. I think they're going to have some some new wrinkles in, but I don't think they're going to show everything just in case they, they do have to come around and play Calgary again. Plus, like you said, they're in. They've got home field locked up, so they're going to want to save some of those things for you know a run in the playoffs should Calgary not make it because right now it's questionable. All right. OUA time. Waterloo. At Western. We just talked about Waterloo. Let's talk about the Western side of things. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough one. We saw what happened the first time these two teams play. Waterloo, obviously, getting the worst end in that dogfight. But the Mustangs have been hot. They stuttered. They sputtered a little bit at the start of the season. But, you know, like we were just talking about with these types of coaches that you don't count out early on in the season. Western's got one of those in Greg Marshall. Plus, have you, have you seen the way that they carry the football? Has anybody been watching the way that the Western Mustangs run the rock? My word. It's going to be a tough day for Waterloo. There's going to be a lot to stop. And like we said, the PA to Magnate Jones is going to be inevitable. 
And, you know, for me, let's talk about the PA in the throwing game because Hillux kind of took over in that Laurier game for Jackson White. It's almost like this offense took another step because up until that point, it was just kind of run game, run game. And if you can stop that, well, then you're probably in good shape because, you know, Guelph did against Jackson White. He couldn't really beat them with his arm, even though it was a tight game. And then against Laurier, they're playing them tight. With Hillux, though, you just feel like you get another level in the throw game. Like the arm has a bit more juice which is wild because Jackson White, we know, has a great arm. Yeah, and he was supposed to be the guy, right? Like, at the start of 2021, at the start of this season, we were saying, hey, like, this is the guy that we're kind of excited for, the new face in the league. We haven't got to see him yet. And Helix quietly just comes in and, and takes over the role. And sometimes that's just the way it goes with quarterbacking. But you're right, like, Hillix just does add that another dimension to the pass game. His throws are on point, especially – when he gets to read, have a little bit of time, maybe roll, set his feet, look downfield, and just kind of, oh, I'm just playing catch in the backyard one down the field. Uh, he throws a, a, a nice ball, man. I like how it looks coming off his fingers. Yeah, and let's move on because we know some other quarterbacks that can really rip it. Sean Law, Connor Caracello, that is the other OUA West matchup. Two tall gunslingers. The Spider-Man meme game of the week. Yes, it is the two defensive juggernauts that have tall, rangy quarterbacks who like to find their downfield targets pointing at each other, sideline to sideline. Is that that's another carbon copy of me? Uh, one team just wears black, red, and yellow, the other one wears purple and yellow. You know, in all honesty, Lori's a home team here. I would hate to see them wear their yellow jerseys. Would almost oh, make don't. me cheer against them. Would almost oh. make me cheer against them. Uh, Guelph, though. Can, can Guelph rock the chromes, please? Like, I don't think I've seen it once oh, this yeah, year. please. Where's the chrome please. at? They have an Bring opportunity, un, unless, because this is what I want to see. I want to see Laurier go Yates Cup, all white, purple helmet, um, which kind of negates. Why? I love it. All white at home? Hell yeah. It's a Madden go to. What are we, the NBA? We don't wear white at home. <laughs> love all white. I'll wear all white whenever I get the opportunity to wear all white. And on that note, stop wearing black cleats. God damn. Um, everybody, everybody, no black cleats. White just looks so much Unless better. Unless you're like Guelph or Mac last week and you wear all black, then you go black. All black, fine. Special circumstances, but whatever. And Carlton, they can have black cleats too. It just looks better. Anyways, all about the look <laughs> in this game, please. Chrome helmets all about from, the defense. from 12. They do have an opportunity. This is where I was going with it. There wasn't a point to this whole madness. If Laurier doesn't rock all white, it's an opportunity Guelph as the away team to go all white chrome helmet. Oh, they did it at look. Queens in 2019. Look. It is a good look. Um, but it's going to be a good game. Like we're Enough about the uniform combinations, but it's going to be a good game. All about the aesthetics. The- <laughs> all about the defense this week. Book it. That's what we're saying do- in kw right now absolutely don't go back and look at our ovfl picture days because we were just like sleeves and bands and towels and visors all over the place i gotta get a new towel i lost mine oh. don't know where it is connor no we're, uh, we're struggling devastating yeah but, uh, i don't know if we've told this one on podcast before but yeah we have we have where connor made me change look? change my towel, towel. okay yeah. okay the same time the- <laughs> lasted the whole time. Uh, we're going to get the last one o'clock game in, though, before because the OUA has three one o'clock starts and then one three o'clock start. Ottawa at Toronto. Uh, we saw this matchup in week one. Obviously, the tragedy that 
struck the Ottawa GG's program happened that week as well. But the game was played and it was a close one. There was a lot of Rodney Estime up the sidelines for Ottawa, but they didn't really try the run game. And as we saw the season go on, Toronto continued to give up lots of chunk yardage in the run game. I fully expect Ottawa is going right to it this week. Oh, yeah. And we will get there in the you'll you'll hear it in the preview but i do have the lines made i said i was going to do it the line is made props are made um this is going to be a tight game though i expect ottawa to lean on their backs of jp McKenna, dawson o'day run the ball hard same thing for toronto i mean they're going to go to what they know tried and true throw the ball and force ottawa to try to keep up it's going to be a gritty game. It's going to be a tough game, and it's it's colder. It's getting colder out, and that rock gets hard. So a leather rock to the fingertips. Let's see who can hold on that one more possession. Oh, my. Uh, we will see. I'm expecting Clay to get going here. I, I've been waiting on it. They didn't have great weather last week, but the deep ball is going to hit, and no is better time than your first. Is or Kevin Victome, though? Well, it might find TK, but they might just avoid <laughs> him altogether. Uh, but, no, it uh, – Definitely, definitely, definitely will would be a good time for that to show up now. Let's not forget about this being the first time since 1994 that the U of T Varsity Blues have hosted a playoff game. Garnet Frazier on Twitter tweeted at us asking, is this the first time since 93? He found a news article of them playing at home in the Sky Dome against the Western Mustangs. So, uh it's definitely been a long time coming and it would be a perfect time for clay to have a breakout game last game though carlton at queens we saw the 45 nothing a couple weeks ago i'm expecting much of the same it's gonna be rashid tucker rashid tucker but not this week i already said last week it's going to be a james keenan show i like i I don't know. I, I was going to say I agree, and then I was going to try to backtrack on it. I, I do and I don't. like. I just don't know how you get away from Rasheed Tucker, but at the same time, like James Keenan's a very good quarterback. We saw flashes of it in his first season in 2019, and we saw what he could do in space and time. He's got a set of legs on him where he can run and roll, but he does have a pretty strong arm, and his downfield vision is what impresses me. Like he, This year, more than in his previous season, he's finding his receivers. He's not trying to do too much downfield and he's scanning downfield a lot better and progressing through his reads a lot better and connecting on more passes. So I think we're kind of due for a breakout game. We've seen a lot of these, you know, 12 for 17, 15 of 20, but we, we haven't seen this 21 of 30 from James Keenan yet. And I just think that they're going to key on the run so much because they know that's how Queen starts their offense. And James Keenan's just going to say, okay, fine then play me like that. And he's going to just start picking them apart wherever they're leaving holes from blitzing and adding pressures and stunting. So it's going to be one heck of a game at Richardson Stadium. I will be there. The playoff atmosphere, I'm hoping, is like it was in the 09 run. I have high expectations for Richardson in the playoffs. Um, but we'll see how this turns out uh, in the new stadium. Yeah, that's the, all the OUA games. We're just giving you a quick rundown of these on the Thursday podcast because we do have the OUA preview coming up again this week. So I did say we were going to do it. 
We have the game line for the Ottawa-Toronto game. I wasn't joking. I did make it. So we'll start off with the spread. I have Toronto right now favored as the home team. So they get a friendly minus two and a half point spread. It was an 11 to 10 game at the start of the season. So that's my reasoning on that. And I do think we both expect it to be a close game. So Toronto-Ottawa, obviously I'm picking Toronto. You're going to have to take the, the two and a half point spread. Do you think you guys can cover it? Yeah, I think Toronto's got two and a half points. I'm going to be real confident in this one now. Okay, okay, okay. Over, under. I set the over, under in this game. 23 and a half points, over or under. I am hitting the over in this game. Again, I'm setting this based on earlier in the season, but uh, I'm taking the over in this game. I think it's going to be more scoring. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say over as well. I, I think Ottawa's offense is finally starting to click. And like I just said, Clay, I'm expecting the deep ball to to get going. All right, so now we'll pick the props for our own teams. I have props laid out. I'll give you the Toronto props. I'll give me the Ottawa props. So first off, Clay Sequeira passing yards. Line is set at 220 and a half, over or under. I've got to, I've got to ride a trend, right? you got to gamble with your trends. Uh, I'm saying the deep ball is going to connect couple deep balls going to take up a lot of yardage i'm going to rock with an over i know he's been under 100 yards or he was under 150 yards last week in the pouring rain they didn't have to throw much i think 220 very attainable for clay all right i'll give you your guy here will corby over under receiving yards set at 85 and a half you want to go over or under in this one uh under i think it'll probably spread the love eh uh, I just think he'll end up like 80, 82 or something like that. I just don't want to say over. <laughs> 85 is a large over-under. Uh, I'm going to say under on that one. You don't think he gets one deep ball and then maybe a couple of check downs? I think he gets one deep ball and that'll be like 50 yards. And then he'll get like <laughs> 30 yards and leave me like a Vernon. What about the Vernon short. Adams prop that you hit like <laughs> yeah. by a half? That's yeah. what's going to happen here. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. All right, last one. Toronto special teams touchdown set at 0.5 over under. Special teams touchdowns. Ooh. Uh, I am going to go under. I think I I think uh, Coach Taylor's specials last week. Coach Taylor's special teams is he's gonna watch the film. He's gonna be like, mm, no, not happening again this week. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna be on it. Yes. Uh, I'll say I'll say under. All right. Give it some love to Coach T. He is he is a damn good special teams coach. Uh, all right. So let's go to the Ottawa player props. And I have Ben Miracles over under for passing yards set here at 180 and a half. Are you picking them? Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you going with? I am going with under in this one. We haven't seen him really unload too, too much. He does throw the ball, but he's there more so to set up and throw consistent plays. Now he did throw a gorgeous ball to Daniel Oladejo up the left hand or up the right side of the field. And he mossed over somebody. Please go back and watch that. So uh, I'm going under on Ben Miracle here. Rodney Estime, I have his receiving yards, same line as Will Corby in this one. I have him set at 85 and a half. Uh, I am going to go under in this one as well. Uh, I, I guess I'm riding my trends here a little bit with my Ottawa guys. I'm going under in receiving yards. And last one for Ottawa, J.P. Simikinda rush yards. Line is set at 95 and a half. He found 100 yards a week ago. 
I do think he goes over in this game. I think that he is going to be an absolute workhorse. We've seen Toronto kind of not be able to handle strong run games this year as much as some other teams have been able to. It's been kind of their Achilles heel. Ottawa does have a strong run game, so I think Toronto might struggle with the run game a little bit. I think JP is going to be running. All right. So Connor and I both on the Toronto two and a half, both on the overs. And then our uh, player props for each team kind of differ. So we will see how this one works out. But I'm, I'm not taking Ottawa money line, if I can say that. I'm going to hedge my bets and take Ottawa money line. <laughs> Wait, you just said that you wanted Toronto. Yeah. I'll Toronto take the to Toronto cover. two and a half, but I'm going to hedge my bets and take my guys on the money line. Are you kidding me? They're favorite. bet against my guys. <laughs> Fine. Uh, we're not letting him off the hook with his gambling yet. We're going to fly through Connor's covers here. BC at Hamilton. Hamilton minus six and a half. Connor? Hamilton might be the hottest team in the East right now. They're looking damn good. Uh, BC is getting some guys back, though. Devere Posey is now playing some reps. Lucky White getting reps. Rhymes, Dominic Rhymes is back in the lineup as well. But I think they're going to meet a wall of the Cats team, especially having to play in the hammer. So I am taking Hamilton by six and a half. And over-under set at 43.5, two high-flying offenses. I'm guessing you're going over? Yeah, we're going to take the over in this one. BC and Toronto hit the over a week ago. I do think that BC and Hamilton are going to hit the over here. Saskatchewan at the Edmonton Elks. Six-point favorites. Where are you I'm going? I'm surprised the line is this low. Like, I would have taken this line if Saskatchewan was a 14-point favorite. Wow. I'm going, to, I'm going Saskatchewan at six, though, because I like it a little bit better. I think that there's just too much going wrong. In Get your alternate lines out, Connor. Right? Go put it on 14. See <laughs> how much your payout 14? is. All right, I will. Uh, over, under, over under 46 in that one. Uh, under? Under, yeah. Um, Saskatchewan is just not really a downfield team with the football. There are a lot of, like, nine-yard to 20-yard passes. Not just yet. Wait. They do just move wait. the ball. But uh, it's a lot of 9 to 20 range, and then they just kind of drive the field that way. Um, they're more of a grind it down tight team. They play low scoring games. Uh, Toronto at Ottawa. Toronto minus 10.5. Second biggest line of the week, if you can believe it. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I can believe it. Ottawa has looked too, too good. Uh, Toronto has looked great. Macbeth has looked great showing that he is a true number one in this league after a lot of questions from, you know, everybody, including us, we were like, can he do it? Yes, he can is the answer to that one. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Toronto 10 and a half. They're, they're rolling. I like Toronto all the way around right now. And over under 45 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under in this one. I just don't, they need help from Ottawa and I just don't know if they're going to get a lot of help from Ottawa. Uh, Montreal at Winnipeg. Winnipeg, 12-point favorites. Biggest line of the week. Where are you going? It's so hard for me to say I can't bet against Winnipeg on a big line because every time I don't take Winnipeg on a line like this, they hit it. It's just a, a fact. But I don't know. Like This Montreal team with Trevor Harris looked pretty freaking good when he did get to come in. Um, I don't know if they're going to roll with – I'd assume you have to roll with Trevor Harris going into this week again. Uh, based on the way he played, and you know what he is in this league. No disrespect to Matt Schultz. He had a good couple games. Um, I'll stop stalling. I'll take Montreal to cover in this one. Um, I think Winnipeg is the better team, obviously. I just – I don't know. Montreal is probably 
going to be one of the best teams that Winnipeg is going to have to play on the east side this year. Over under 45 flat. Uh, two, I don't know. Montreal, Montreal is a high flying team. Winnipeg is a pretty defensive team. I'm going over 45 is just a little bit lower for this game. It feels like. All right. Connor's covers is finished time for some value picks before we close out the episode. Zach Caleros, despite leading the league in passing is quite low. Uh, he's only 9,531. I'm grabbing him up for my team. Uh, Next up, we're going John White, 5,709. Same situation as Kadeem Carey last week. Uh, we saw how Calgary ran against Ottawa, expecting Toronto to do much of the same. And then it's time to bring him back. Shaq Evans, $6,911. Got back last week, couple targets. But he's working back into the offense. I think this game against Edmonton, perfect way for a breakout game, get him while he's still cheap because he's not going to be this cheap forever. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for helping me set my lineup again this week, man. <laughs> I feel like this is my favorite part of the show because I'm just like, yep, I'm just going to get to listen to Wade rattle off my fantasy picks for the week and set my lineup just three. He's doing it. You got to fill out the rest of your lineup. Right? I know I got to fill out the rest, but you, you take care of some of the, some of the budgeting for me, but it's uh, no, I mean like, Caleros at 95 is my favorite by far. And the fact that he like it, I feel like it's just because he doesn't throw these big hitter games, but he's still throwing you. He guarantees you almost 250 and two every week. Yeah. I'll take that for 95. Like solid production. So, oh, well, <laughs> I'll take it. Not <laughs> our money that it. we set, but uh, that closed out this episode. Closed out the week for us as well. We have the OUA preview and we will be back with, our first round of the playoffs explanations afterwards. But for now, at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective, enjoy your Thursday, enjoy your Friday, and enjoy the playoff football as we get closer and in some places kick off the postseason. Yeah, and please, please, please make sure to do so safely, but also have fun when you're doing it and definitely go check out the OUA playoff games. If you're checking them out from home, Check them out on OUA.TV. It is free to sign up, free to register, and you get to watch not only all of you, not only all of the OUA football, but you can watch all of the OUA sports. And you might as well do that with a Sada City beer in your hand, I would say, because when you're sitting at home, it's a Saturday afternoon. You want to throw your old college team on and watch them win a playoff game. Do so with Sada City. Sada City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. And this November, we are rolling it. CFP listeners get an exclusive promo code. So use CFL on your first order, CFL, and you will get free shipping on your first order over $100. Again, that is CFL at sawdustcitybeer.com. And if you want 15% off the worldwide leader in whistle text merch, coaching boards, or their latest innovations like the Tri-Layer Whistle Mask, head over to fox40shop.com, enter the code CFP15, and get yourself a nice little discount. Have a good week.